Arts, Lifestyle, SNS Online. I'm too sexy for my love, too sexy for my love, love's going to leave me. Hello and welcome to SNS Online. My special guests today are particularly well known for a song that has traversed generations and has cemented itself in the zeitgeist, heard on countless radio stations, television shows and indeed Hollywood movies. Their back catalogue, however, is rich and vast and they continue to this day to produce cracking new toe-tapping tracks, the most recent of which celebrates love in all its forms. Over the years, their achievements have included number one hits in 70 countries, including the UK and the US, where they were the first band to reach the number one slot with a debut single since The Beatles. And as multi-platinum award-winning artists and songwriters, their global sales total 30 million, with over 100 million plays on Spotify. They've performed with Bob Dylan, Mick Jagger and David Bowie, and won two consecutive BMI awards in 2018 and 2019 respectively. So, let's have a listen to some of their work. I'm too sexy for my shirt. So sexy it hurts And I'm too sexy for Milan Too sexy for Milan New York and Japan And I'm too sexy for your party Too sexy for your party No way I'm disco dancing I'm a model You know Turn on the catwalk Yeah, on the catwalk On the catwalk Yeah, I do my little turn On the catwalk Deeply dip About the way you walk A contact sport Let the neighbours talk Deeply dip I'm your superman I'll explain You're my lowest lane Oh, my love can't make head nor tail of passion, oh my love Let's set sail for seeds of passion now Oh don't talk, just kiss We'll be on words and sound Don't talk, just kiss Let your tongue Fabulous stuff. These guys also have very strong views on how the COVID crisis has been dealt with, which we'll be listening to. As usual, we always recommend checking the NHS website or indeed contacting your local GP if you have any particular COVID-related questions or concerns. So, welcome one and all to the poptastic, iconic and ever-enduring Right Said Fred. 
Right said three, both of us together, one each end and steady as we go. Tried to shift it, couldn't even lift it, we was getting nowhere, and so we... Fred and Richard Fairbrass, welcome to SNS Online. I've got to say, I am loving the single so much. It's like a blanket of love and joy in uncertain times. <laughs> Your inner light is loved. Uh, first of all, hello, welcome to the show, and tell me about the single. Okay. Um, the single... Um, this is Fred talking now. Hello, yeah. Fred. Fall asleep, will you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's very kind. Yeah, so the, the idea of the song is that the, the previous single had been a bit bad-tempered and a bit... Narky, it was called We're All Criminals. We were sort of purging ourselves of yes. rather, a lot of cynicism. And um, so we wanted to follow it up with the complete opposite. So we wanted to write something a bit sort of, you know, um, all-embracing, evangelical, kind of mm. touchy-feely. And we wanted it to, uh, we were fancy sort of a campfire sing-along. And that's what we aimed at. Yeah. Um, and that's why we got also why we got the um, the gospel choir, gospel undertones in, because we wanted that evangelical sort of vibe. Yeah, we sort of, uh, partly, we wrote it, I think, to cheer ourselves up. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I can totally appreciate that. I think we've had a belly full of it in the last year, year and a half. I don't know, it feels like 100 years. Yeah, it feels, yeah, yeah, it feels yeah, we, forever. Yeah, we've had, um, we've had well, like almost every, well, every artist, I almost, nearly said almost every artist, but every artist, we've had a, uh, over a year's work uh, cancelled. Yes. Yeah. Taken away, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I know you've been in the headlines for the wrong reasons, and I suspect you've probably been misquoted on Twitter and all that, but filtering all that nonsense out, and this is your chance to explain what you actually meant, what is your actual take on the pandemic and how the government have been dealing with it? Well, the first the first demo we went to was out of curiosity, to be completely honest. It was it was a couple of years Year and a half. Ago. It was yeah, so last summer, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Trafalgar Square. And we went mainly uh, because we I'd never been to a demo before. Um, I stood on the very outskirts of the anti-war in, in um, uh, Iraq thing uh-huh. uh, all those years ago, and I just just again just to watch. And I don't really think that demonstrations are very British, particularly. <laughs> uh, and there's a kind of I don't know. It, it, I don't think it suits us very well. Having said that, the, the times demand it. I think. Mm. We have never been deniers. I mean, I think the, 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 the COVID strain is definitely out there. Um, and we've never been anti-vaxxers. My mm. our concern really has just been that um, everything has been rather rushed. Um, and I'm happier just sitting around and waiting. And if in a year's time everything seems fine and they've done a bit more work on it and it's all, you know, it's everything, there's no serious side effects and everything else, then I would absolutely have it. I, so, I've, I mean, I've had loads of We both have. 
We've had loads of uh, backstations over the years. Mm-hmm. It's just this particular speed of this particular one to market that made me slightly concerned. That's all. Yeah, I mean, I, I see. I do a I do a separate podcast called Corona Chronicles, and I was interviewing somebody from the Oxford vaccine who was saying that these vaccines are sort of more or less been ready for thirty years. We've had thirty years of research, so the actual basic vaccine itself literally took a, um, a, a couple of weeks to to resynthesize. But of course, yeah. they had all the the the, the safety tests took the best part of the year to ensure that everybody was okay with it. Um, But I mean, I guess you've got to speak to people like that, really. (laughs) Um, I mean, if you were prime minister, I mean, I want to get back to the music soon. But while we're on this, if you were prime minister, how would you have dealt with the whole whole thing from the beginning? Um, Well, I think we would have, um, first of all, you know, I mean, I'm no fan of Boris Johnson at all. But (laughs) you're damned if you do and damned if you don't in his situation. Yeah. Uh, it's almost an impossible task, I think, to get it right. Oh, yeah. um, you know, I, so I'm not, I wouldn't criticise him particularly on that matter. My big, there's one criticism I make of, or there are two actually, of, of the way they've handled it. One is right from the beginning, they should have emphasised the importance of the, the, everybody's immune system. Healthy eating, you know, getting enough sleep, getting exercise, going out walking, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Looking after your immune system. We've never, we haven't heard anything about vitamin D from mm. the eventually eventually i mean it's taken a long time david davis raised it in the house about two months ago and it was given pretty short shrift ivermectin is another one when we don't we you know the the the, the argument tends to have been pretty one-sided so i think from that point of view they've dropped the ball and boris johnson should be absolutely from the from the rooftops screaming about personal integrity privacy and the and the and the the right to dissent that's Mm. my that's my thing. I don't criticise him for policy mistakes because I think it's easy to make policy mistakes in this particular situation. Sure. There's no excuse for not reminding people that they have a, a brain of their own, an intellect of their own, and they have responsibility to themselves and their family. It's not the state's job to make us all well and to make us wise. Mm. Yeah, no, no, it's it's an interesting point. I mean, I've, I've, I was saying, I was saying, to, funnily enough, I was saying to Carol Decker earlier today, we're having this conversation. She says hello to you. Uh, apparently, she went out with one of your drummers years ago, <laughs> so she she waved to hello to you. Hello, hello. But we were talking earlier today about it in terms of how it was done from the very beginning. I, I think there could have been more stringent measures at the very beginning of the pandemic. It took a long time for any of us to really react to it. And I think that caused deaths. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the trouble is, is that, that, that we, we've got a kind of league table of misery at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the COVID misery is the worst misery. Mm. And, and, and cancer and diabetes and strokes have all sort of dropped down the league table now. And you get people saying, you don't know what it's like. You know, I knew somebody who died of COVID. Well, my partner died of cancer 10 years ago. So I know what grief yeah. is like. Sure. And I know how awful it is when you lose somebody. And it actually doesn't matter what you lose them from. Mm. It could be a car accident. It could be a long-term chronic disease. It could be anything. But mm. the pain is still the same. So I don't have much patience with this league table of misery that we, we seem to be engaged upon. Um, and, I, I, you know, you might have a point about uh, more stringent methods right at the beginning. My personal thing is that it would have been wise to to appeal to British people as adults, not as children. Mm. I think yeah, the endless coercion. Yeah, and it's, it's always been all it's all be, it's been all stick, no carrot, isn't it? Mm. Um, 
And and just you know, the the double speak is weird. One minute Hancock is saying the vaccines are are, are the way forward, and then lock, and then the next minute Johnson's saying we, it, wasn't it, it, it wasn't vaccines at all. It was lockdowns. I mean, the double speak and the lack of cohesion and the lack of uh, clarity uh, is, is either on purpose or they're just very just more disorganised yeah. than we we can, than we can imagine. I think, I think also the other the other thing is that the what seems to have come out for me is this idea that you know the the old you know, the, the 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 insult that you're you're just a conspiracy theorist as if conspiracies <laughs> only happen on one side. Mm. The idea that there's no conspiring between Google and, and Costa Coffee and Amazon and all these these people all talk. They all play golf together. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous to assume that the conspiracy theories are just on the on the on the on the lunatic fringes. That mm. conspiracy theories happen everywhere. Yeah. Price, price fixing is a conspiracy. Yeah, price fixing is a, is a conspiracy theory. And there's one doctor today actually talking about um, medications for COVID-19, and she, I think she might have a point. She said the reason you haven't heard anything about vitamin D, for instance, is because there's no money in it. Mm, interesting. <laughs> I, I, I've been on the vitamin D for months now and also zinc as well because that's how the filter through via a taxi driver who told me that a doctor told him, and this was like almost a year ago now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, think, I, I just think that, we, that the ball was dropped. I mean, Keir Starmer has dropped a much bigger ball than, than Johnson in as much right from the very beginning, if the, he had talked about the importance of self-reliance, um, looking after yourself, immune systems, you know, um, supplements, if you, if, you, if you know, talk to your doctor, talk to your local chemist about what you can do to look after yourself. But instead, the immediate reaction was fines and finger wagging. And I have no yeah. patience with that whatsoever. Uh, I, un I, I completely understand your mentality. I think the concern is, the overall concern is, there's lots of like... <laughs> You know, there's going to be stupid people who are just going to go out and go go into raves and and not care at all. And I, yeah. I, I, I my understand where I'm coming from. I see these rules as created to prevent idiots just not getting the basics because we're assuming that we, you know, everybody should just behave in in a reasonable way, and we hope everybody will do. I I think the concern is that there are a large amount of people who just will dismiss it completely, and that's why these rules were in place. It's not an easy thing to resolve, is it? <laughs> no, it's no. I, I don't. No, it's not. No, no it's not. The prop, I don't know whether this is. You know, this may be. This is. A, this is an argument. I've heard it mentioned a couple of times. The problem is we have, I think, and it, it seems to ring a bell with me, which is ever since God disappeared, <laughs> <laughs> ever since faith took a back seat. Everybody looks to the government, to officials, to other human beings, to other, other people of, of one kind or another, to make us safe, to make us well, to make sense of a chaotic world. And actually, it's impossible. It's impossible. We've now got to a stage where when you go to an ATM machine, there are footprints on the pavement to tell you how to stand. <laughs> <laughs> this is insane. It's complete insanity. Yeah, and the, the, there was a talk the other day, and, and this guy was saying, if you imagine in the, in, back in the day, there was God at the top, um, there was government in the middle and man at the bottom. And now it's government at the top, man in the middle, and God at the bottom. That's, and I think that rings true to me. And we look to officials and we look to the government and we look to people who are just people to somehow make us well, to make us healthy, to give us advice that we should really be able to look for ourselves. It's yeah. not rocket science. I mean, you, now you can't even look at a cigarette packet in a supermarket. It's mm. insane. <laughs> it's completely insane. And I've always taken these rules as, as things to adhere by, but allow yourself a certain amount of wiggle room in the real world. No, I, I agree. I mean, interestingly enough, when we were, we were doing a, back in the day, uh, a few years ago, when we were doing a show in, um, I think it was Hamburg, 
we went into a hotel and there were ashtrays all over the place. Mm. Um, so I remember <laughs> and the guy said, no, if you see, we just, we just don't take any notice. <laughs> so you can't smoke in your room, but you can smoke in the lobby. In the lobby. Yeah. Uh, when we went to Leeds last year, the, the, the madness of the world we live in now mm. is that if you wanted a warm croissant, you could have it in the, in the restaurant downstairs. No, if it was cold, if you're sorry, if it was cold, you could have it in the restaurant downstairs. If you wanted the croissant warmed, you have to you have to eat it in your room because it's a hot breakfast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I think you've got to bear everybody should bear in mind when they talk about you know strictures, restrictions, and everything else. Governments are very, very reluctant. All governments are very reluctant to remove these things when they're no longer necessary. Mm, mm. That's, that's, and I think that's a real issue, a real issue. And I think, you know, the, the security airlines is, is, a really, sorry, is a really good example. Um, you know, let's suppose everything in the Middle East was sorted out and there's no ISIS. There was no, do, you, do we seriously imagine that that whole security thing apparatus is going to go? Of course mm. it won't. There's too many people making money out of it. So I think we just have to be careful when we say, oh, it's a jolly good thing the governments have banned this and banned that and done this. Be very careful what you wish for, mm. because these things will not be given back easily. It will take a fight. So one final thing about the vaccine, before we get onto the music, because um, obviously I want to talk about that. In terms of like everybody's having the vaccinations now, you're saying that you don't want to have it now, but you want to leave it for later. I mean, if, if everybody was doing that... We'd be much better off. Do you think? But what, well, you mean not not having the vaccine for 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 a year and just just seeing how we we went with the situation as it is at the moment with people dying. The weird thing about vaccines, as you listen to Dr. Fauci, is that uh, who I'm, I, he's a doctor of what? I mean, he's a doctor of time ending or a doctor of of wig making. I don't know what sort of doctor he is. He's amazing for eighty. He's, he's amazing for eighty. That yeah. is true. Yeah, he's obviously pickled in some way or another. But um, he was saying, even if you're vaccinated, you still have to wear a mask. You still have to socially distance. You still have to self-isolate. There are. It seems to me that there are almost no restrictions that you can escape, even if you're vaccinated. Mm. So, and the other thing, of course, is that there's nowhere near enough publicity given to the various blood clots and the various side issues. You only have to. It, it really is not that difficult. You go on social media, and you will see there's a World Doctors Alliance, for instance, and they will send you information all the time about people that have died within a certain amount of time, several weeks, or maybe even a day later. Of the jab, so I, my thing is, you know, people say, well, that's you know, that's just the one or two, that's only five hundred out of a thousand or whatever. I don't know whatever what, what the numbers are, but if it's you, it's a big deal. Oh, sure, but it, comparing yeah. to the amount of people who might be dying um, well, if they haven't had the jab. Yeah, but the thing is, the jab does not st stop transmission. The jab, what the jab does, as I understand it, is it merely stops you becoming, helps to prevent you becoming seriously ill should you become ill with COVID-19. Sure. That's, that's what it does. Yeah. So it doesn't, this idea, you know, this idea that somehow you are, it's, it's a kind of key to freedom or something is a complete misnomer. And as quite, Fred quite rightly said, Boris Johnson only a few days ago said it's nothing to do with vaccine, it's all to do with lockdown. Also, which, I, I, which, sorry, but which tells you we are in for another one. Yes, we are, yeah. yeah. That's coming down the line. I mean, I just on a personal note, and this is not scientific at all. Sure. But um, I, I do have friends who've had COVID. I don't know anyone who's died from COVID, but I do now have two friends who've died within three days of the vaccine. So, really? Yeah, <gasps> I do. Wow. I do. Yeah, both friends of my wife's. Um, and both, hit, yeah, both fit and healthy. Now, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying it was the vaccine. I'm just saying that's a weird 
That's, a, that's just my personal stat. If sure, you like. sure. It's not scientific. And, and there is a friend of ours who has, who's had the vaccine, and he's been, I mean, horribly ill. I mean, it's been quite... I personally think he should have gone to hospital, but anyway. Um, now, now, but at, probably in the same breath, we can say, well, these hundreds of thousands of people weren't ill, and that's great. But um, I think, I, I personally think caution to do with everything is a, is not a bad idea. If there was a brand new, like, you know, a, a brand new self-driving car, I would be cautious about sitting in that. <laughs> I just would. I just would. Yeah. Um, yeah. And. So and it's like um, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm I'm still cautious with the mobile phone. To be honest with you, I don't like talking on the phone too much. I don't like makes my ear hot. Yes, yeah. And it, and, I, and it makes it makes my eyes funny when I look at it too much. So I'm cautious with that. The use of so it, it isn't just this. I just think a little bit of caution is not necessarily yeah. a, 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 a bad thing, particularly in a world where health and safety is we we hit over the head with it every day. Mm. But apparently, it doesn't seem to apply. Well, today we had to um, this yeah, yeah, we had Tony Blair saying. I mean, I don't want anybody gives that guy any any publicity at all these days. But anyway, um, he was saying that the government should engage on a massive advertising campaign to increase the vaccination take up. What I think he should be advocating is the freedom to think for yourself. That's mm. all I'm saying. That encourage people to look into it themselves, understand if they want the jab, what they're getting, which one they're getting, and. That's, that's it. Do some research. I know a lady who's 82. She lives in a care home. Um, she has received both jabs. She doesn't know what the jabs were. She was given no information about it at all. Mm. That's it's breaking the Nuremberg Code, apart from anything else. Yes. You know, so I, we just need to – I just wish we would just think for ourselves a little bit more and not always, you know, defer to – Boris Johnson, Matt Hancock, who knows as much about medicine as I do. <laughs> so in, in, in terms of not having the jab now, how are you conducting your lives? Are you social distancing? Are you wearing masks? Or, or are you not doing anything at all? What's, what's the score with you guys? Uh, we, well, we don't... T- I've, we don't we're, not very, <laughs> we're not very social anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Love it's, it. it's, it's not much of a cutback for us. We're not no. that we're not that sociable. Um, it doesn't make any difference sitting outside at a restaurant, sure, um, or a cafe. When we go to work, we work with one other guy in the studio, and there's ample room if he wants to social distance. Mm. Um, and uh, that is about it. When I um, I'm, I'm, I'm asthmatic and I have chronic sinusitis, so I I am generally exempt. Um, but uh, but had said that, I have worn masks occasionally if I if I think I'm in a situation that um, is either like a really really crowded room. Mm. Um, um, let me uh, when you're walking waiting on the gantry to go to the plane. I may have put one on now and again, but not generally because I I have a very small time when I, before I start getting breathing problems. Sure. Well, I mean that that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. so I have to be quite careful. But um, generally speaking, no. I mean we yeah you know, we've never done the big premiere thing, the big party thing. Mm. So for us, social distancing, not you know, as and. and Gyms have only just opened. We've got a gym at home. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that there, yeah, there are yeah, some things. Not, I mean, not a lot of lifestyle change at all. No, you can change little simple things. Like you know, I, you know, I've changed. I don't go to the super, major supermarkets anymore. I go to a little grocer's down the road, who's much more relaxed. And um, it's actually it's, it's a real it's a revelation because I can buy one carrot at a time. I don't have to buy fifty in a bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so I would advise everybody who's uh, thinking about ch- looking at changing habits. And, you know, you have to say that one thing this has done is force you to look at habits that you've got, 
that you could possibly change. And one of mine is is the way I the way I shop. I don't go to the chemist anymore because that's like walking into some kind of you know prison camp. I can't be doing with it. So I just now get everything. All my toiletries on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, and I would in, I would invite everybody to invest in cardboard because that's clearly, <laughs> hey? that's, clearly that's clearly the material of the future. Oh right, yeah. Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> let's get on to your music then, because yeah. this is obviously going to run and run and run. The other thing, uh, yeah. unfortunately. Um, you guys are multi-award winning. I mean, you've done so much. I was going through your Wikipedia. So much you packed in. Um, does it frustrate you sometimes that people just think they, they sort of rather lazily associate you with I'm Too Sexy and nothing else? I mean, is, is I'm Too Sexy your pension, guys? Oh, that'd be um, nice if it was. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, yeah, if, if one person had written it instead of three of us, then without question, you could live on it for, for the rest of your life easily. Um, a, a bit like... Um, uh, Jerry Rafty with um, Baker Street. Baker Street, yeah. yeah. And I think that's the case if you, if, if, or Gary Newman with Cars or something. But um, when there's three, we're split between three writers, then no. But it does. It, we're still very lucky compared to most. I was talking to our accountant, and he works with lots of other bands, and we're one of the few bands where our, the royalty stream hasn't dropped. Um, right. And we, we our, our royalty payment was it this week? No, last week wasn't it? We yeah. got paid. We got paid our first quarter last week, and it was all right. You know, it wasn't brilliant. You know, it wasn't life changing. But we're compared to a lot of my musician mates who who re- relied on going out and playing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We're extremely fortunate. Yeah, and we have always been. We've kind of even been right from the mid to late nineties. We got used to being on the. In, on the outer rings of the entertainment business. If you imagine, it's a bit like Saturn, you know, right in the middle, you've got Beyonce. And then on, <laughs> on one of the outer rings, you've got us. And we, and to be honest, we're kind of happy there right now. Um, yeah. We can record what we want. We can speak and say what we want. We don't have management or a label, you know, chewing our ear off because we said something inappropriate politically or whatever. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you can tell this is the case by the number of, Highly profile, high profile pop stars um, and celebrities who have kept suspiciously stum yes. through this whole process. Yeah, and it's because they've got management that doesn't want them to speak or a record company that doesn't want them to speak. So we're happy that we, you know, there's a financial downside, obviously, um, and it does kind of grate a little bit, I suppose, if I'm to be completely honest with you, mm. that um, if you write a song like "I'm Too Sexy." You are kind of automatically regarded as being a little bit dim. Um, <laughs> um, really, really lucky, and um, and uh, almost a bit of a a bit of a scammer. Really, there's nothing really of any any depth there, and I think people are still quite surprised that we're still alive and, and playing. I think, <laughs> it's, I think, it's for cheeky girls all over again, isn't it? <laughs> People think with a cheek, yeah, they, they, they are. I don't, it's bizarre. Back in the day, I was very, very irritated by it, and uh, mm. I think we both. And now I just think, actually, do I want to be in, in that melee right in the middle of all that? No, I, I'm horrible. not sure. I'm not sure that I do. I well, when I watch some artists, I just my heart just bleeds. Mm. Bleed breaks for them. But the point is, I'm Too Sexy is is a fantastic song. And um, it's been used in so many different TV and and film things over the years. It is the epitome of, of iconic, really. Yes, it's, it's it's one of those things, mate. Where we when we did it, we had no idea. I mean, you know, we really had no clue. And um, it was only in the last 
four or five years, believe it or not, that we suddenly realise that you can put anything after I'm too sexy poor. Yes. <laughs> when people started saying, I'm too sexy for my house, I suddenly thought, oh, yes, you can do that. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Really, which we thought of that, yeah. So um, it, it's you know, I, I love the track. I, I've never not wanted to sing it and, 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 and goon, goon around with it. And Fred's the same. We don't have any problem with it at all. We're very proud of it. I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave. And it's a it's a lead weight. It's a bit of both. Yeah, but you've yeah. done you've done loads of cracking um, singles. I'm I'm a celebrity, which I love. To... I am a celebrity. You'll find me in the lavatory. I powder my nose. You know how it goes. It's all in my biography. We are the Freds, which was brilliant. We are the Freds. We are, we are, we are. We are the Freds. We are, we are. Would you take us home to meet your mother? Oh, we are the Freds. We are, we are, we are. Hello. We are the Freds. Uh, you did a charity single as well for Comic Relief. Um, it? Stick it out. I tell you what, relief, said Fred, pop pickers. Stick it out. Right, not off. Which, which, I mean, my God, I was just watching a video um, uh, recently. Jules Holland, Peter Cook, Hugh Laurie. It yes. is oozing with celebs. <laughs> when you're on the doctor's couch, you've got to stick it out. You want to be a world champ, you've got to stick it right out. So don't be afraid to risk it. You know you must it. Optimistic, you're gonna laugh <laughs> if you stick it out. It was fun. It was fun. Peter Cook, yeah, yeah, Peter yeah. Cook was really. He came in. We did a twelve. We sort of. I think we did some recording in a studio the day after, or a few days later, and he turned up with the biggest bottle of Bex I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> it was like Magnum Bex. It was huge. Um, and he was great. He was really, really, really Very great. But they all were. I mean, they, everybody was Steve really. Steve Coogan was it? Yeah, Steve, Steve Coogan. I think we did the thing with him. Oh, yeah. Back in those days, of course, he was just um, known for his impressions more than anything else. Yes, he was, Steve yeah. Coogan. Yes, before Partridge. Yeah. Before Partridge, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, we, we have done loads of stuff. And it's um, we had a number one in Japan a few years ago, but it was a, a number one by another band of a song that we had written. So nobody knew it was up. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> 
direction. Building, building, it's a building. You can hear a shout in your direction. Stick it out. And make yourself laugh. Scratch and sniff. With Nick Randall. Multi-award winning, but apparently you gave one of them back. So tell us about the Rear of a Year Award that you were you rejected. I know, I know. I, well, I was going through a bit of a poncy phase then. I do apologise. <laughs> I, I thought I was Bob Dylan or somebody. I don't know. I, don't know what I, was thinking. I just thought, how dare they? How dare they? Don't, don't they know I've got a brain? I'm not just meat, you know. <laughs> I'm not a tart. I'm not just a tart. And... Uh, <laughs> In the studio, they sent this huge. They sent me this huge silver platter with my name on it and bum of the year and all this rear of the year, whatever it's called. And I sent it back. Yeah, I sent it back. What a stupid thing to do, you know. It's back in the days when we were taking ourselves a bit too seriously and yeah. thinking that we were curing cancer when we obviously weren't. You know. <laughs> I would have had it. I tell you. <laughs> well, I should have. It should be. Well, hanging. yeah, one of them. Yeah. No, you should. Yeah. Have, you know, it's. Uh, quite, you know, quite a cool thing. Really. Yes, it's. Uh, you know, I, it, but it's it's kind of. When I look back, I just think I was a bit of an idiot, basically, doing that. I'm a celebrity Right from obscurity With I'm a Celebrity, uh, would you go on any of those shows? Have you done any um, of those shows in recent years? Because that seems to be quite a, a, another launching pad for people who have had success at certain times. Yeah. yeah we, we, we get asked to do everything Yeah, in, that, in those regards. We, we were very close to doing I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. We actually went to Australia. <gasps> um, and um, we were sort of sitting around twiddling our thumbs and then us and the production kind of fell out and... It didn't really go anywhere. Um, but other than that, we just say no to everything because it's just not its not the way we want to spend our, our lives, really. It doesn't really... When I watch the show, I don't think, oh, that looks like fun. I think it looks like purgatory. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't really... It doesn't it's really... No, it's the toilet paper that won't bother me. Well, too much... No, well, what do you use? Ah, a leaf? There'll be toilet paper there. Oh, I don't know. If there's not a nice five-star bathroom, I don't want to go. I think I would just hold it in for two weeks. I just wouldn't have a dump for two whole weeks. I'd be massive by the end of it, you know. Yeah, exactly. I'd be walking across that bridge right at the end. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and also, despite what people think of the way we're viewed... Um, we really, the thing we really still enjoy is we just, we really yeah, enjoy writing yeah. music and getting in the studio yeah. and recording. That's what we enjoy. Yeah. Also, we have to be a bit careful. We've, got, we've mentioned this before, it's not news, but we both have depression. Um, and we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and, Most people um, feel like that when they've been on my show. <laughs> and what we do have to be careful with is um, if we lose our, we, we do have quite dark tempers. Okay. And, yeah, and I don't think people would find that particularly good telly. No, <laughs> no, I see where you're going. Yeah. yeah. So I, 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 we have we have to we have to sort of manage ourselves a little bit when it comes to that because we know what we can be like. So you've got to be careful. Yeah. One more thing about um, I'm too sexy now. Um, oh yeah, it was. It didn't get to number one. Amazing. Oh, I, was, I mean, I checked it out. It went to number one in in the US, which is fantastic, and all the rest of it. But Brian Adams, Brian Adams. I know everybody. The thing, we, one things, one of the things we've been asked ever since that period was whether whether you know the whole Brian Adams thing irritated us. And to be absolutely honest, you have to put your mind back to where we had come from, which was absolutely nowhere. Uh. For us at the time, a top forty would have been an absolute stunner. Mm really would. I mean, we would have been happy with that. 
Um, our, our main object at that time was just to get something on the radio so that people could hear it. So going to number two um, and not getting to number one was a relief. Because if you get to number one, there's only one place to go, and that's yep. down. You know? and, but uh, you went up instead for the next one. We did. We did. Dip, yeah, dippy, 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 dippy. Yeah, that was, that, was, uh, that was why the album sold, I think, so well, because it opened up a market that was not uh, strictly dance. Mm. Yeah. Um, not a mum's and dad's market. I don't mean it in that sort of pejorative way, but it, <laughs> it, it sort of opened up an alternative um, to an alternative audience, if you like. Mm. Um, so, so Dippy Dippy definitely was a real, was a real um, leverage when it gave us leverage when it came, when it came to the album. About the curve you got, deeply hot, hot for the curves you got. Deeply dip about the fun we had, deeply mad, mad for the fun we had. Oh my love, I can't make head nor tail of passion. Oh my love, let's set sail for seas of passion now. Dip about the way you walk A contact sport Let the neighbours talk Deeply dippy I'm your superman I'll explain You're my lowest lane Oh my love I can't make head nor tail of passion Oh my love Let's set sail for seeds of passion The album had just been full of I'm Too Sexy, it wouldn't have done the business that it did. Sure. No, absolutely. No, you, you clearly have legs uh, in terms of uh, longevity going through all your stuff. So many cracking singles. I want to add a little bit of a personal thing here. Gay Time TV, which you presented, it was after my time, but I was actually on it twice. I was, um, it was a club, gay club or, soci- or society, and I was on the um, the pilot with Katie Puckrick was was on the pilot, uh, being interviewed by Bert Tyler Moore, who we called Mary, and uh, Rona Cameron, uh, um, who of course weren't half as good as you, got to say that, but they they were okay. Uh, but we were on about talking about to the Gay Doctor Who Club, and. Uh, so I was on Gay Time TV. Oh wow! Yeah, Smell I... me. Yeah. 
Now it's my pleasure to introduce one of the stars of this year's Pride. He is one half of pop legend Erasure. Please welcome Mr Andy Bell. Yeah, it was a bit of a shame, I think, when that got um, canned. It, it was, uh, I think the BBC, given that it's a, um, you know, a, a, um, a publicly funded station to mm. a large extent, uh, it, it should serve um, the gay community more effectively than it does. Yeah. Um, and when it was cancelled, I remember they, the, the, the argument was given, well, we'll cover gay issues within drama and within other programmes. Yeah. That's not really the point, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, there are very specific issues. And I remember when I did this, when, when I did Gay Time TV, I had a phone call um, at my house, actually. And I don't know how they got the number. Um, and it was from a young a, a relative of mine who was about 15 and was at Eton College. And he realized that he was gay, but obviously couldn't tell his parents and couldn't tell anybody. So he told me. Um, and he wouldn't have done that had I not been on the TV uh, and doing gay time. So I think it gave it gave a sort of a what's it? It gave a kind of legitimacy. If you were watching, if you were a gay guy or girl up in, in the middle of you know Wales or Scotland or in an isolated part of the UK, this was your place where you you could watch other like-minded people. Mm. And that was useful, I think, for those people. I think it's a shame that it's gone. It is a great shame. I mean, I remember the original Out on Tuesdays. I mean, I'm, I'm going back yeah. a little bit there, but I, I I couldn't believe there was that sort of content. I think Gay Time TV was sort of lighter. It's more like a This Morning, a gay version of This Morning, really. But it, it covered some great topics. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it, it did. And also at a very, very crucial time when the whole HIV AIDS yes. thing was uh, was particularly prevalent in the UK, and it needed uh, it, it, that that program was uh, very useful from that point of view. And also, one of the interesting things I will tell you is that um, we had a music slot at the end of each episode, uh, end of each uh, program, and um, a lot of pop artists wouldn't wouldn't come. I shan't say who they were. Oh, go on, tell us. <laughs> wouldn't do it because it was it was it would uh, tarnish in their or spoil their image in some way. For heaven's sake. Yeah, so it was quite a. You, I learned quite a lot. I learned quite a lot of, um, from that. And at the time, I was with my partner, um, who died sadly about ten years ago. Yeah, I'm so sorry about uh, that. Yeah, and he, um, and and it was, and it was through that program and being with him that I learned that uh, that it's, you know, falling in love with somebody of the same sex is just not that big a deal. No. I mean, you know, we just need to grow up a little bit. And half the world is female, half the world is male. It's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's there's gay pets. There's you know there's in the animal kingdom. You know it's 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 yeah. all part of nature. All part of nature. Yeah, there's one lady I knew. She passed away actually now, but uh, she was married. And the reason she she left her husband and went and ended up living with a, another woman, and it wasn't sexual at all. It, she wanted somebody who understood her, mm. who understood her as a friend and a companion. And that's that is also another ingredient. In that, uh, in the same-sex relationship as well. So, uh, we, we 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 seem seem to define this whole question on on, on the on the, thing, the sex thing, and it's it's a lot more nuanced than that. Oh, absolutely. All I needed was your love. Even now it's obvious. All I needed was a turtle dove to make it right.
Let's talk about uh, some gigs. Let's let's be optimistic, looking to the future. Gigs post COVID, because there's you've got some uh, fruity ones coming up, haven't you? <laughs> well, you know, sass, sassy, um, fruity. Yeah, everything before June has been moved to next year. This is just from our perspective. Mm. Uh, we've had some cancelled uh, because of our outspoken position, mm. um, which we won't say who they are because that's not fair. But they they have if they don't want to have us that's fine um and we may be out at the end of the year but um we're not oh we we, we see we've because uh, I've, I've flown a couple of times because my wife is in spain and we were trying to move and her and i have a business together and so i had to go back to spain a couple of times and uh, i was thinking while i was doing that imagine if this is 12 people or 10 people mm. um it's going to be quite the um quite a logistical nightmare so i think shows within a country um, within wherever you live, I think they'll be a lot easier to handle and possibly um, you know just manage. That I think the the festival fly in fly out, which is we used to do a great deal of. I think that's going to be very difficult uh, and also very expensive because um, one thing that is uh, it was would have to happen at the moment is you'd need an extra day at the end of your after your show for everybody to be tested and then because you you need that time. Um, and so, uh, you know, just one thing, I was even, even speaking to our agent. I said, well, who's going to pay for that? Who's going to pay for those one or two extra days in the hotel and all the food? Whose cost yeah. is that? Yeah. And uh, it won't be the promoter's cost because I can tell you, once you've done the show, they just want you to go away and die. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it will probably be that down to the artists. And certainly for an artist with the margins we work on, that would stop us working. Yeah. Um, and I think that applies to many artists of our sort of size. I think if you're obviously if you're in and out and you're muse or whoever, it, you know, it just won't matter because even then you might have a major, you know, a major act with a whole load of crew. If one or two people come up positive, yes, then it could threaten the whole, yes, the whole thing. No, absolutely. Know. But I was thinking about more more gigs in in this country. You know, the world's your lobster, really. You can just go up and down the country and do all these yeah. great outdoor gigs. Hopefully, in the yes. sunshine and yeah, yeah. yeah. If they, I mean, our, our agents talking to them and. We um, the, the the trouble is our, our value abroad is much higher than it is here, mm. so that's one issue. Um, we'll just have to see what happens. I yeah. mean, we, we we've never been a huge touring band. We used we, we used to do a lot of festivals May to no June to sept, early September, but we're not one of those bands that jumps on a bus and go, disappears for six months. You know, sure. um, we've never really done that. Well, Unless we you jump on the wrong bus. Yes, you jump on the wrong bus. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Brexit <laughs> bus. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, so we're just, we're just waiting to see. We're, we're sort of getting on with some other projects that we find really interesting, which, um, we're, ah. we're, you know, so uh, there's a couple of film projects we're interested in and there's a um, some other a sort book. of uh, a book. And so so is, is this like a, uh, is it writing a score for a film or something like that? No, no, we, we, we've actually written the story ah. uh, for, for two films. Awesome. And and the screenplay has been done by the same guy who's a friend of ours. One is fully funded. And we're just trying to get it because of COVID. It's just trying to get it's herding cats at the moment. Mm. Um, and then the other one is, is um, more is more of a TV series. And that's been we've got a very well-known UK director who says he wants to do it. But we can't say who he is. And the production period hasn't been assigned yet. Ah, loads. so we need. So we have to stay yeah. stum. We can't, we can't. We can't tickle you and uh, get the information no, we, that way. We 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 will we we will know we all know more. I guess 
by the end of the year, we'll definitely know more by then. Yes, we should, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, but it is, the thing is for us as musicians, you know, you get used to recording on the Monday and sticking it on the, on the, on the socials on the Friday. This has been, the films, I mean, the average. Our sixth year. This is our sixth year, yeah. Mm. Um, and it, you just have to get used to the speed, the, the speed with which this works, you know, getting the male lead, getting the female lead, getting the budget, you know, uh, finding the people you want to work with. It's, 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 it's a completely different discipline. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, it's just to say, you guys clearly have never been away. Uh, just, just hearing you talk and all the stuff you've been doing, it's just fantastic. And I, I've got to say, this single should be playlisted on all the big radio stations. Your inner light is low. <laughs> Listen, guys, thank you so much for this. Um, just a final thing. We always uh, give a little, what we call a celebrity goodie bag to all our guests. So if we get some details from you or via your agent or whatever, we'll get something nice uh, sent, sent across to you. Um, thank you so much. And let's uh, play out with Your Inner Light is Love. Cheers, mate. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you very you. much.
snsonlineshow.com, your brand new one-stop shop for all things SNS. Take a tour through our wide and diverse collection of shows and listen in to our exclusive range of in-depth interviews spanning the popular arts, featuring actors, writers, journalists, stand-up comedians, musicians and more. You can also enjoy our shorter bite-sized series covering vibrant new theatre, television and book releases. And with our Arts Lifestyle Remit, you get to explore issue-based topics including health, mental health, women's rights around the world and LGBTQ. Contact us with both your comments and suggestions for future guests. And don't forget to read up on our blog, regularly updated with articles and photographs, a forum where everyone is welcome to contribute. snsonlineshow.com, your one-stop shop for all things SNS. SNS.